Hello, everybody. It's me, Trevor, from Trevents Wedding and Event Planning, and you're listening to Wedding Confessions. Today, I'm doing something a little bit differently. Today, I'm going to talk about my wedding. What? Huh? I'm married? No, I'm not married. I'm actually divorced. And I don't really talk about this often because I feel that there's some kind of shame on me for being a wedding planner and being divorced. And I don't know why I feel like that because anybody that gets married can be divorced and it has nothing to do with my profession that I got divorced. It has everything to do with the relationship just didn't work out. But the wedding that I planned was fucking awesome. I planned an amazing wedding. And just like all the other weddings that I plan. So today, I'm going to break this shame that I have about myself and talk about my wedding. And who better to talk about it than with the person who officiated my wedding? He lives in London, England. So we're on Google Hangouts right now. So please forgive us if the connection kind of drops here and there. But he is a YouTube sensation. He's taken his cabaret act all over the world. And he was a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race season nine. He's the transatlantic dame. Charlie Hydes is here with me. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Trevor. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you doing? Hey, yeah, I'm good. There's a little, there's just a little bit of a lag time, I think, because you're in Toronto and I'm in London, but let's do this. Let's do it. So before we talk about my wedding, let's talk a little bit about you. Let's make this about you for a few minutes. Ooh, my favorite topic. How long have you been doing drag for? Is that rude? Is that like uh, asking somebody how, how old they are? No, everybody, if you just check Wikipedia, I'm almost 55. So um, I've been doing drag for about 40 years. I, I was just a teenager and I used to get into drag uh, to sneak into nightclubs. I was back in 1842, yeah. <laughs> yeah, back in Boston, Massachusetts. But you live in London, what happened? I I moved to London uh, in 99 to be with, uh, to be with my husband. We had met in 96 in Boston and when his visa ran out, I followed him here to the UK. And um, we got married in 2004. You've been together forever. It'll be 23 years in December, yeah. How, what, yeah. Was, what was your wedding like? Where did you get married? Well, um, our wedding was sort of a last minute thing because we had planned on getting married earlier in the summer. It was the summer that same-sex marriage became legal in Massachusetts, the first state in America to legalize same-sex marriage. We didn't need a big ceremony because we'd been together for so long at that point. We just wanted to be stood up and be counted um, because so many people were getting married. And we knew that there was a chance that the government would try to roll back these rights. And we just wanted to stand up and be counted and be part of it. We felt like we were already an old married couple. Um, and we knew that it might help James's immigration case if we ever wanted him to move to the US. So it was a real last minute thing. A friend of ours is a, is a state Supreme Court judge who has the power to officiate. And uh, we went to our favorite place. It was kind of our little sacred special place in the woods. It was a, a pond that had all lily pads on it. And it was a really secluded little private place, kind of like a cathedral because the trees were high and there was a dock. And um, so we had about 20, 30 of our friends. We just wore cream colored linen 
wow. really simple short sleeve shirts. It was hot. It was a summer day. And um, then we had a barbecue. Oh my God. That sounds so much it was, fun. It was, it was all planned. It was all planned probably within four days. Wow. <laughs> that, and then that, 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 that night, uh, Eartha Kitt was performing at town hall and James was part of uh, the, was, was on stage and performed with her. So we like to say that Eartha Kitt performed at our wedding. <laughs> what did James perform? Uh, he had to play the part of a waiter and bringing out a, so he was in like a tuxedo and holding a tray with a big bottle of Dom Perignon and two champagne glasses. And it was for a number that was sort of like a signature number that Eartha Kitt did. And she kept on pouring the champagne down his throat. There were two shows back to back by the second show he was off his, he was off his head on Dom Perignon. <laughs> That's so fun. He'd, he'd already had a few drinks at the, at the uh, barbecue. So he was, yeah. And she did announce at the end of the show she said to James, she said, I understand you just got married. Congratulations, my dear. <laughs> That's and awesome. She did the whole, the, she did the whole cat. Right. And of so course, cool. everybody, everybody in town knew me. So there was a huge cheer, but enough about me. Let's talk about you. Okay. Well, what else, what else do you want to know about me? Well, I was going to ask, I mean, I, I first knew of you from your YouTube channel and how you always took on different personas of different divas, but I wanted to ask you which one is your absolute favorite to perform as? <clears throat> well, I, I think I enjoy performing as Cher the most, uh, just because she's a badass legend, but she's just, uh, the I've, I've put a twist on Cher. I don't do Cher literally the way some people do. I made her into my own sort of character that is based on Cher. Can I hear a little bit of Cher? <laughs> uh, okay. Here I can turn back town. I don't, I'm, I'm not warmed up. I love Hi, it. it's me, it's me, Cher. I'm 107 years old and Donald Trump is even more of a fossil than I am. Woo! <laughs> He's a he's a caveman and I'm a Tyrannosaurus Rex and I would eat him up and shit him out. <laughs> the best ever. Okay, enough about you. It's my turn. Okay, do you want me to ask you questions about you? Sure. Me, <laughs> whatever you want, anything. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, um, you had been when I first met you. You had been working a day job, and I remember suggesting to you, Trevor you'd make an excellent wedding planner. And you said, uh, no, I was actually thinking of being a male escort. And I said, Trevor, you'd make a hell of a lot more money as a wedding planner. And apparently you thought that was a diss. You were you were 100% <laughs> on point. I owe everything that I've built with my business to you. So thank you, Charlie. Exactly, I, I expect a commission retroactively. You got it. On every wedding. What is what is it about weddings that attracted you? What what Why? Why weddings? Well, I, so I love love. I know that sounds so cheesy, but I absolutely love love and I'm so hopeful for love. And I, I use my parents as an example. They've been together for 40 something years, sorry, married for 40 something years. I can't, and I can't even do the math that quick right now. I think 46 years now. And I've just always used them as an example of love, true love. And I, was at a crossroads in my life and wasn't sure what I wanted to do moving forward, but I knew I didn't want to do the corporate stuff that I was doing. So I thought about all of my skills and talents and how much I love love. And 
decided I would take my events background and my project management background and become an event planner. And I'm so glad that I did because I started my business right around the time that my marriage was falling apart. And I actually, my first wedding that I worked was the day after I left my husband. So these weddings were what actually kept me from being really depressed and sad throughout the whole divorce process. They kept me going. I didn't realize that your parents had been together so long. That's one of the things I think we have in common because my parents have been together for over 60 years and they're still madly in love. That's one of the things we have in common. Um, and uh, I think that maybe that's one of the things that we subconsciously connected. When Do you remember how we first met? I do. The, it was, I think it was 2010? Summer, summer of 2011 is when my first Madonna Cher Gaga video on YouTube went viral. Okay, so that's when it was then. So 2011, your video had gone viral. I thought you were hilarious. I was also making um, YouTube videos about Madonna at the time. And so I sent you a message saying, hey, I think you're really funny. And then we became and, pen pals. And then I blocked you. And then, I yeah. blocked you. You deleted and blocked me and wanted nothing to do with me. Got the restraining order. And, but no, really, then we became pen pals. We were writing to each other quite often. We started to get to know each other. And then FaceTime came around and then we started video chatting. And then, and then I started to get to know your husband and you started to get to know my fiance at the time. And we just became best of friends with, but never had met in person. And then you asked me to officiate your wedding. Yeah. So shall we talk was... about that? Shall we talk? Shall we talk about that a bit? Yeah, let's let's. That was a really fun collaboration. I so we were getting married and we knew that we wanted to do something different, that we didn't want to have a cookie cutter wedding and we wanted to make it more of an experience than a wedding. And so part of that was to not stand in front of a justice of the peace or an officiant. We wanted one of our friends to perform the ceremony. So I had this kooky idea that I would ask Charlie Hydes, even though we had never met, to officiate our wedding as some of the divas that he performs as. And I presented this idea to you and you said, Absolutely no way. How did you get my phone number? <laughs> That's right. You and know, then I, I said, I, I, like, like you, I also I love love, and I I often weddings, and it's a it's one of my favorite things to do. I'm always honored when somebody wants to include me in their big day. I couldn't be there in person, uh, but I thought, okay, we can find a way to make this work. So we wrote scripts together, and was it Madonna share and uh Joan Rivers yes all doing different different bits that, and we interacted and we practiced so that I would be looking in the right direction as to where you'd be standing and we choreographed it so that it would all it would all be pre-recorded but there was gaps we left gaps in for you to reply and I'm trying to remember all the details. No, that's, that's but... exactly what it was. So we had a gigantic screen at the venue and you were going to be calling in over Skype as Cher and we were going to interact with you. So that's why we had written the script and we had left pauses. So I remember when you were, we, we tried it first with Cher and we 
we you filmed your part holding for our dialogue so that we can practice and make sure that we were timing it perfectly so that it looked like it was an actual Skype call that was happening live. It was really cool. And then Madonna kind of, there's no call waiting on Skype, but Madonna beeped through and interrupted Cher and continued the ceremony. And then we got another Skype call from Joan Rivers up in heaven. Oh, and I had a cloud background, right? That, she was that's in right. heaven, correct. She, she had just died, yeah. And she was the one well, who it was, pronounced I it. remember you actually videotaped the whole thing. And I remember all the laughs landed. Um, as a stand-up com you know, comic, I'm used to having 99% of the things I say that I intend to be jokes get a laugh. But it's always weird when you pre-record something and somebody then watches it days later or weeks later or whenever. Um, you hope that the laughs are going to be where you planned them to be. And I remember the audience, you know, the, well, your, your family and friends and everybody. Uh, really enjoyed it. So it was a very, it was a very, uh, it was one of the more memorable, probably the most memorable wedding that I've been asked to do. And um, uh -huh. so when you did say, when you did say that you were going to go into wedding planning, um, I knew, okay, he's not gonna, it's not gonna be the same old boring, <laughs> old boring thing. What is, what is the thing you enjoy most about planning weddings? Beside the love and the love, what is it? as a business do you enjoy the fact that you are the boss make your own hours you can choose who you work with yeah well i love that i can do all of those things that you said but it's it's so far it's been the connections that i've made i've made some amazing friendships in this industry not just with vendors that i work with on a regular basis but the couples that i work with we work really closely together and we become family we become friends and and that's kind of that's really I've, special I've always wanted to ask you this. When you have an initial sit-down meeting with potential clients, do you ever walk away and say, I'm out no way in hell am I gonna work with those two? One hundred. Do you turn down business? I do. Yeah. I how do you how do you get out of that? I I say to people, I just don't feel we're the right fit for each other. Are we just didn't have that vibe, we didn't have the jive, we didn't have that 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 warm and fuzzy feeling that we should have. And we're gonna spend a lot of time together. It could be upwards to a year, even sometimes longer, that I don't think either one of us should have to dread when that phone rings. Do you say it in person or is it a, a, a diplomatically worded email? Oh no, it's definitely an email. <laughs> and do you send references to some other wedding planners that you don't like? <laughs> You could say exactly you do. It. You do with these two. Uh, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. I'll I'll send them <laughs> websites of people I don't enjoy, and say all the these these. This would be a great wedding planner for you. <laughs> well, listen, everybody. They've listened to your podcast, so they know uh, about your experience. They know what you can do. They know what you have done. But I think we have to drill down a little bit deeper and find out because you're not you're not revealing as much about yourself as you are about weddings and your advice about how to have a good wedding and um so my first serious question is you recently appeared on television in toronto <laughs> have you been have you been recognized in the street has anybody stopped you in the supermarket and said aren't you that young aren't you that handsome young man that i saw on my telly 
Yeah, I can't go out in public anymore. It's it's so right, it, you have to, it's do so you wear hard. big glasses. Yeah, I wear big glasses and a hat, one of those like fake oh no wait, I have a beard. So I shave if I do want to go out. <laughs> it's really awkward. No, actually I haven't been noticed yet. Thanks a lot. Now I'm sad. Um, okay. Um have you have you got any dates as a result of it? <laughs> Charlie. So well <laughs> funnily enough, that same day that I was on the tele. I I got a a direct message on Instagram from somebody who had watched me and had asked me out on a date. It was really weird, but super flattering. Is, okay, so let me ask you some more questions. What's your favorite thing in your closet? What's your favorite item of clothing in your closet? My vest collection. Do you a have a? Do you have any made out of leather? <laughs> no, but I want one now. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Stop giving a fuck. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we only we're, we're only given an, a limited number in our lifetime. We shouldn't ha be handing them out willy nilly. No, I agree. Somebody really has. Somebody has to really earn one of mine. Do you have any pets, by the way? No, never had a pet growing up. I never had a pet. I've had fish, but I don't know if you consider that a pet. No, not really, because you can't cuddle a you can't cuddle a fish. No. You can't take one walking. You can't dress them up in a Halloween costume. Um. So, what is your favorite movie? Clue, based on the popular board Why, game. Have you ever seen it? With Madeline Kahn. Yes. Oh, I, I saw it in the side of my I, face. I I saw it in the cinema the night it re was released. I was because it was it was there were like three or four different endings. Yeah, it was the and so, and that's why I loved it so much is because when it came out, it had three different endings. And depending on which theater you went to go see it in, you could have seen a different ending than what I saw. And same with another person if they went to see it that same night. And I just thought that was just brilliant. And then as I was, as I was growing up, I watched it more and more. And I used to sit in front of the TV with the board game in front of me. And I would move the pieces around as the movie was happening to see if all the clues actually made sense. And the writing is just so brilliant that for all three endings, all of the clues made perfect sense. This person was here when they were supposed to be here and here when they were supposed to be here. So cool. I still love this movie. Well, you really are an organized methodical planner. I'm just such a that nerd. Should have been an, that should have been an indication that you <laughs> cro cross your T's and dot your I's. I, I just, I've always loved Madeline Kahn. I had seen her in Blazing Saddles and uh, Young Frankenstein and then, um, also Leslie and Warren who have oh, been in Victor love. Victoria. So like the whole cast, they were all, they're all just brilliant. With Tim Curry. Um, uh, and um, also Eileen Brennan. So yeah, oh, great, great cast. Very good pick. Thank you. Uh, describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Three words. And, and please exclude the word short. <laughs> okay. Um, Short, I don't mind. I've been short my whole life. I'm totally used to it. But I wouldn't have used that as one of my words. Um, so wait, this is when I was a teenager? Is that what you asked? Yes. Okay. Um, dorky, sad, and lonely. Oh. <laughs> oh, Trevor. Teenage years I are I wish hard. I had known you. Me too. Yeah, they are. I hey, hey, I have five brothers and four sisters, and we had a dog, Ooh. and I still felt lonely. Yeah. Uh, okay. Dark chocolate and milk chocolate. I don't eat chocolate. I haven't had caffeine since two thousand and one. 
So I can't answer that. What kind of communist are you? <laughs> the the worst kind. You don't so, eat chocolate at all. No chocolate, no coffee, no pops that have caffeine. If I go to when I go to meetings at Starbucks, I'll always have a decaf wherever I am. Yeah, I'm just okay. I'm naturally perky and I wake up this way. Um, do you have <laughs> do you like candy at all? Do I like candy? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Yeah, I love candy. I prefer salty over sweet, but when I eat sweet, I love Swedish berries. I don't I think you call them Swedish fish there, maybe. Um well, they, if they if they if they're in the shape of a fish, I call them a fish. What's a Swedish berry? It's I, I don't even know what flavor it is. I feel like it's a raspberry flavor. Um, what shape? It looks like a little raspberry, so I guess it's a raspberry flavor. And is it by the same makers of Swedish fish? I think so. Yeah. Well, we don't have them here in the UK. I will have to have you send me some. I will send you uh, a care package. <laughs> what's your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> stupid people and ignorant people. I just, I, I hate it when stupid people think that they're smart. I really do. It drives me crazy. There's, there's Where, no- Wears sorry, me out. Wears me out. That's a great way to put it. It's exhausting. Yeah. And, and I, my husband James thinks, um, sometimes he thinks that I'm being uh, a snob or I'm being superior judgmental. When I identify that someone is, not too terribly B-R-I-G-H-T, but it's just like pointing out they have brown hair or that they're short or they're left-handed. They can't help it. I'm not I'm not judging them, but I think it's if I have to describe, say, oh, that, you know, we're gonna be working with this person later on and they're not too bright. Um or, or they're an idiot. Uh, that I think I think that's a fair, that's a fair piece of information to pass on in advance, just so you know, to use don't use multisyllabic words. <laughs> totally. Dumb it down. So sh shall I define multisyllabic for you, Trevor? Can you spell it? <laughs> uh, what's on your iTunes right now? That's easy. Madonna. Yeah, Madonna's new album. Madam X, available on iTunes. Which is your favorite current track? Currently, which is your favorite Madonna track? Uh, dark ballet. She just released it. It's this haunting, beautiful ballad that is just so different from anything I feel she's ever done before. I love it. I'm obsessed. I can't stop listening to it. Trevor, if you could have only if you could have any three people dead or alive over for dinner, so this it's a foursome. It's cozy. It's a small, intimate table, about that big. <laughs> Who would those people be? A dwarf table. Who'd you choose? Um, I would obviously choose Madonna and I would choose Oprah. I'd love to get those two in a room together again. Oprah, Madonna, and Bette Midler. Ooh, that would be fun. I yeah. don't think I'd, I, I don't know that I'd want to meet Madonna because I have a feeling that I'd be disappointed. I'd have a feeling that she'd say something snarky or rude where Cher, I think, and Bet would be gracious and funny and upbeat and self-deprecating. Um, I, I think that she would be, she'd say something snarky. You're probably right. <laughs> I probably should never meet this woman. Yeah. I mean, they say don't never meet your idols, which is why I've avoided having you meet me. Um, <laughs> we actually did meet for fair, fair uh, full disclosure. You met me at the airport. In Toronto. Did you meet? 
in Toronto and I was on the ground in Toronto, what, 24 hours? Yeah, you were there really fast. About, yeah. And, uh, no, was it? No, it was, it was, it was. Two, two maybe two almost days. Almost two days. Yeah. Um, I was performing at Buddies and Bad Times uh -huh. and you, you met me at the airport and you got me checked into the hotel and we went to lunch and uh then you tried to get me to go to this sex club and i said i'm not into that sort of thing trevor oh that's so and i remember it so differently <laughs> and uh then you came to see my show at buddies bad times um so yeah we had a we had a we had a brief and uh you were uh, i was extremely disappointed in meeting you most, most people <laughs> say that <laughs> So more questions, more questions. What is your favorite TV show? Current or past? Currently. <sighs> I love Big Little Lies. I just watched the first episode of season two last night. How amazing. I love it. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. Really enjoying that. And uh, uh, past favorite TV show? friends i love courtney cox i love her character monica geller i really relate to her and i just every time i am in need of something to watch and i can't make a decision i'll throw on an episode and even after seeing it so many times i'll still give a little chuckle who would you who would play you in the movie of your life i don't know who would play me meryl streep because she can do anything actually you know who should play you who? The actor that plays young Sheldon, and he was—he plays the young kid on uh, *Big Little Lies*. Oh, really? You know the kid that? Yeah, you know the you know the you know the kid that strangled this other student in season one. Oh, I didn't realize that's young Sheldon. The same kid. I never watched *Young Sheldon*. I don't watch *Big Bang Theory* either. Oh right. Well, we have nothing in common. But, um, but yeah, I'll take it. Sure, that kid can play me. Trevor, what advice would you give to your younger self? You're younger, pudgy, dorky, geeky, <laughs> well-organized, Madonna-obsessed, loving self. I would tell myself to practice more of the Vogue choreography that I was going to perform at my bar mitzvah because the video was going to go viral and I should have been better at it. Well, I thought, I thought you did pretty, pretty well, but okay. Trevor, do you have any tattoos? I don't, no. I can never commit to something on my body for the rest of my life. I just, there's nothing that I love so much that I would want to put on my body. And I think it's really inappropriate to put a picture of myself on my body. <laughs> Do, I personally, I'm, I think if people were getting them to be individual, like, oh, look at me, I'm an individual, I'm so different. But since everybody else has got one, the only individuals are the people who don't. Great point. There you go. So people look at me, they they don't see any tattoos on my arms. I do have one in a very secret hidden place, Trevor. Oh. Are you going to tell us where? <laughs> oh, he's showing me. <laughs> Wait, that's not a tattoo. <laughs> uh, do you snore? Not when I'm alone. Well, how would you know? Does a bear shit in the woods? Wait, what's that expression? <laughs> Uh, if a tree falls in the woods, uh, if the and there's no one that to hear it, doesn't make a sound. Exactly. Have you ever been? Have you? Has anybody ever told you, like when you're in the homeless shelter 
Does the person beside you ever elbow you in the ribs and say, Oi! <laughs> Oi! You're snoring. Yeah, I do snore, okay? Charlie, I snore. Oh. Who is your celebrity crush? I'm obsessed you... with James Marsden, and I love Zac Efron. Oh, okay. Both of who could play me in the movie version? In a movie, except they're way too tall. <gasps> what is your favorite city, other than Toronto? Barcelona. Really? Okay. That's where I would yeah. live. Yeah, I love Barcelona. It's my favorite. Madonna's in Lisbon, so just be a hop, skip, and a jump to visit her. Okay, perfect. I, I've been to I've been to Barcelona several times, and then James and I were staying at the Costa Brava. It was kind of like a last minute holiday about eighteen years ago. Yeah, so then we uh, we um, rented a car and we drove to Barcelona, and we went to a bunch of other different places. I think we only spent a couple of nights in that hotel, and the walls were so thin you could hear people in the next room snoring. Oh, so, it's probably me. <laughs> yeah, probably. Would you ever want to live forever, Trevor? No. Well, that. <laughs> what an interesting answer. answer. Uh, no, because do you remember the movie Death Becomes Her? Absolutely. One of my favorite movies. And I learned a lot from that movie to why I would not want to live forever because you just see everybody around you eventually die. And you just keep going in life and making new friends and getting married over and over and over again. So no, I don't, I wouldn't want that. Unless everybody Probably. that I loved was going to live forever with me. Right. Well, forever is a long time. It is a I know. I've been alive forever. And I wrote the very first song. Ironically, Barry Manilow didn't write that song. Listen, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today, Trevor. Um, I hope your listeners have learned more about this guy that's been dispensing wedding advice. Um, and I hope that people feel like they know you just a little bit better. I know I've learned two things about you that I didn't want to know. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Thank you so much I, for taking time out of your busy, hectic touring schedule and performance schedule to do this with me. I really appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome. I'm glad the PayPal money came through. Yeah, otherwise otherwise I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say one thing as Joan Rivers before we sign off? Oh, I, I don't have time for this bullshit. I've got, I've got to go play Canasta with Liz Taylor in heaven. Bye now. <laughs> got to go. Bye. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Have a good one. Bye. Have, have fun editing this. Since you love listening to my podcast, make sure you subscribe so that every week you get a notification when the new episodes come out. And follow me on Instagram at Trevents Planner and at Wedding Confessions. And of course, follow the incredibly funny and talented Charlie Hydes at Charlie Hydes TV.